Welcome to another episode of Space to Build. Today, our episode is part of our mini-series, Hallway Moments, with my co-host, Andrew McCoy. And our guest is Craig Meadows, Chief Construction Officer at Habitat for Humanity Peninsula in Greater Williamsburg in Virginia, and the owner of Multitech Builders. In this episode, we discuss the history of reinforced concrete in the residential sector and include some fun facts about Frank Lloyd Wright. We also introduce you to 3D concrete printing and share with you how it came to Virginia. So before we get started, I would like to say that this episode was brought to you by the Virginia Center for Housing Research at Virginia Tech. VCHR is the official housing research and information center for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Through an interdisciplinary college research center in Virginia Tech's College of Engineering, VCHR focuses on housing affordability through innovative solutions and technology. VCHR provides services to localities, the state, federal agencies, nonprofit organizations, and for-profit businesses. If you would like to learn more, please head to vchr.vt.edu. All right, let's get started. Today, we're going to hear from someone on the cutting edge of 3D concrete house printing technology. Before we get to talking with him, Catherine, I wonder, what do you know about the subject already? Well, since knowing you and your experiences, I've been kind of doing the internet stalking thing and I've checked out some videos and some articles, but I know we're going to get into more detail today with our guest, but maybe you can give us some general background to get it started. Sure. Yeah. Well, much of the history of concrete housing started with the invention of reinforced concrete in 1848. This guy, Jean-Louis Lambeau, and I'm sure I'm not saying that very well, but he was the first person to use reinforced concrete in concrete rowboats, actually, and they floated. They worked. In 1854, William Wilkinson used iron bars and wire rope to reinforce the concrete floors of a two-story cottage. So we started getting into reinforced concrete housing at that point. And this is generally accepted as the first building to use reinforced concrete. Now, if we fast forward about 50 years, Frank Lloyd Wright and I think we all know him, but he's a famous architect. In 1905, he used reinforced concrete for a temple in Illinois or just outside of Chicago. And since Chicago was particularly concerned about fire, Wright had the bright idea of designing the quote unquote fireproof house and advertising it in a magazine called Ladies Home Journal. We might not think much of that magazine today, but back then... It is really what made Frank Lloyd Wright a household name, which is kind of interesting. I don't think people know that. I did not know that, that a ladies magazine is what made him popular. So that's a good tidbit. He became the talk of every table, basically. It's how his name got into kind of family conversations. The houses, they cost $5,000 at that time to build, which was a lot of money at that time. But still, it's amazing because he was trying to provide a fireproof house that many people could afford. And then shortly after, Thomas Edison patented his own single poor concrete house design in 1917. Really not much changed between then and recently. So what has changed? Well, today, simply put, we use robots. That sounds all high tech, but really it's quite straightforward. Three-dimensional concrete printing. 3DCP is a computer-aided process that builds concrete structures by extruding concrete layer by layer, 
through a digitally controlled nozzle. Unlike the previous approach of casting into a mold, we call it formwork, 3D concrete printing combines digital technologies and new insights from materials and materials technologies to allow freeform construction without the use of formwork by layering the concrete, really like a manufacturing process just outside. There are two types of 3D concrete printing robots, gantry robots, which our guests will talk about today, and those are mostly for larger projects. And then we have something called articulated arm robots, and these are for smaller projects. Cool. So what are the pros to using robots to print houses? Well, we use robots mainly because we hope it will reduce the cost of construction, making more housing options affordable to more people. Specifically, the expected benefits include decreased cost of labor and materials, decreased project time, decreased waste, and at the same time, it's increasing productivity and improving the quality of the construction. 3D printing allows for a highly precise fabrication as well for complex, geometric, and you can make hollow structures that you can insulate. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited to jump right into this. I would like to bring to the table Craig Meadows, but I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the world. Again, my name is Craig Meadows. I was born and raised in Williamsburg, Virginia area, and I've resided here nearby my childhood home my entire life and still enjoy being in the Williamsburg area. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about what you do for a living. So my background has always been building construction. I began in the building construction business straight out of high school, graduated in 1983. I did some vocational programs while I was in high school. I knew early on in high school that I would attend college, that I always wanted to be a builder or go straight into the building industry. So I went straight into the building business as a subcontractor, working for different people. Some of my very first jobs were working with concrete and different aspects of concrete. So I got some background to what's going to lead up to our discussion later today, very early in my career. And in 1990, I became a class A builder and have built quite a few homes throughout my career. And around 2012, in conjunction with my local church, we started doing some volunteer work with Habitat Humanity. And that actually led me to becoming Habitat's chief construction officer in March of 2015. So currently, I still have my Class A building business, uh, Multitech Builders, which I still own and operate. We're not doing quite as much as what we used to. I focus more on my work building new homes with Habitat, Humanity. Greg, I love hearing the history of how you got here and all the work you've done and all the different types of work that you've done. And I've been fortunate more recently to work with you and see the incredible work that you're doing with Habitat and kind of transitioning into more technology and using that in the work that you're doing. So I know we're going to talk about that technology today, but how did you start getting interested in 3D concrete printing 
and the technology behind that you have recently used to produce three houses in Williamsburg and the greater peninsula area for Habitat. It's just incredible what you've done. So how did you get into this? Well, I think maybe you could first explain how 3D printing came to Virginia first, and then maybe we could work in there because that's how it happened. That's a good point for background for our listeners. We were lucky enough to receive a grant from Virginia Housing that would introduce 3D concrete printing technology into home building in the state of Virginia. And the idea there is that we would be able to look at ways to increase efficiencies in the production cycle of housing as a way to reduce the cost. And that would allow us to then hopefully have better housing options for more people at rates that they could afford. So we started working with builders to try to figure out how we could introduce the 3D concrete printing into what they were doing. And we were lucky enough to talk to Vaughn Poller in James City County, who loves 3D printing and spends a lot of his free time, I think, watching just 3D concrete printing videos. <laughs> and Vaughn was aware of Habitat being interested possibly in trying this technology. So that's kind of how we got hooked up. And I've been amazed at how well the Habitat chapter there that you work for, how incredibly efficient the construction processes are and just, you know, how you've been willing and able to kind of take something that was very experimental and really run with it. So that's the background, but how'd you get interested in it? So I more so got introduced to it. As you explained, it came to attention of Vaughn Poller, runs the housing department there in James City County, Virginia. And he understood this grant and what could happen and approached us and, hey, do y'all want to 3D print a house? And this is February of 2021, and I'm kind of floored. I've been in the building business my entire life. I've heard about 3D printing, I've seen a lot of videos and different things, but it's always been with polymer plastics and stuff of that sort. So once I talked to everybody and understood, you know, it's concrete, it was just mind-boggling to understand that a house could be 3D printed with concrete. And, you know, from that point, I started seeing some parallels to concrete printing to some previous work. Again, as I mentioned in my introduction, one of my first jobs out of high school was concrete form carpenter. So I had experience with forming concrete. Uh, later on, around 2010, I worked with a contractor who built insulated ICF homes, insulated concrete forms. And there's a lot of parallels to that as well. So once I started understanding how it worked, I almost felt like it was a fit for me that, hey, I can do this. But it really was a surprise. It wasn't that I was on YouTube one day and said, Hey, I want to get this. Uh, I was introduced by Andrew Vaughn Poller and folks at Virginia housing with this idea in February of 2021. And by July, I'm, I'm living it. I've seen so much of the promotional like articles and videos on this. And I just think all of it is so cool. And I love that 
This isn't something that you went and chased. This is just something that came to you and you just rolled with it because it fit into your skill set and your experiences. And you're like, this is a cool next step. I'm going to take it. So could you walk us through the technology side of it? It was sort of a learning process. Having some expertise or past experience in concrete work and concrete form work and layout, I felt like kind of gave me advantage in being able to hit the ground running, but it wasn't quite the learning process, learning how to set up the printer and getting it set up within its prescribed tolerances, which were fairly close. And as we set it up, the process is actually fairly simple for someone that has some background. But with my work with Habitat, we pride ourselves in being able to teach people to do stuff, just plain people off the street. So it really works well for us to jump on board to something new and implement it. What's the biggest learning curve to explaining something like 3D concrete printing to somebody who's not in the industry? You know, it's actually a fairly simple process when you liken it to a giant inkjet printer. I would say Andrew can correct me. It's based on the same technology. except your concrete is the ink, right? Yeah. Yes. And actually, some of the manufacturers actually call the concrete ink. You type your document, you send it to your printer, and your printer is instructed to send ink to the paper. Well, we're taking a 3D model home and sending that information to a 3D printer, and we're actually putting it on the ground with a giant printer instead of on paper we're printing on actual real concrete footings and instead of ink we're using concrete i'm curious about the quantity of what you can print how long it takes and the numbers like that do you happen to know those off the top of your head if you were to print a 3d model house and it didn't have to include things like utilities and reinforcement It would be super quick. So you see a lot of the videos, we 3D print this house in a day and it's, it's great. A lot of those are demonstrational purposes and that's why they're super quick. 3D printing still is very quick. On our 1200 square foot home we first did in Williamsburg, Virginia, the perimeter of the Walls that we were printing was about 150 lineal feet of wall. And the printer was able to make a lap around that in about six to eight minutes. And that includes the inner and outer layer of the wall, three quarter inch in height. So if you do the math, if you were just be able to straight print, you could actually print that very quickly. But there is some time that has to be taken off for the required reinforcements. And we weren't printing 24 hours a day either. We were being cognizant and, you know, doing a regular eight-hour day. So, Craig, to you, what are the advantages of 3D concrete printing and what might be some of the drawbacks? Real-life advantages of 3D printing is it's a different type of concrete construction. And as I post a lot of my videos on TikTok, I get a lot of negative feedback 
from folks and mostly in the industry saying, oh, you're wasting time. You could have just done this with a poured concrete wall. Well, a poured concrete wall is certainly strong and it's actually done very quickly, but it's historically bad in insulation properties. And with the 3D printing, it gives you the strength of concrete and the highly insulated core of products like insulated concrete form construction. So I think that's a huge advantage. Um, when you finish the 3D printed wall, it's a complete wall unit. It can be painted as is. It doesn't require any other finishing other than paint. You could seal it. But it is truly, when you're done, a finished product inside and out, if that's how you choose to finish it. And that's what makes it unique over a poured concrete wall. You have to add insulation inside and finishes. If you're doing ICF walls, insulated concrete forms, you would have to still apply siding. And that's not the case with the 3D printed wall. You also have... You very unique advantage. While we haven't taken advantage of that on our habitat homes, we keep them simple, basic ranch style homes, single level. You have with the technology of 3D printing, a huge amount of leeway in what you in design. I mean, whatever can be inputted in the printer, it's going to print it. Whatever shape it is. It's not going to be bothered by it. It's going to take off and do what you want it to do without any special considerations. If you were doing, for instance, ICF or, or poured concrete, it'd be very difficult to do curves or any type of shapes. As far as drawbacks, you know, a lot of people will start the bases of a house and say, well, I'll just add on later. Well, these aren't houses that are easily added on to you could add on to them but it's more of a permanent construction that needs to be thought out and similar to commercial construction you want to do a lot of planning ahead of time and get your design pinned down for eternity <laughs> well so let me just ask quickly then you use the magic words uh tick tock how would people look at the work that you're doing or start to think about what they might want to do with concrete printing? Would they go look at your TikTok feed, which we can talk about, or would they need to go look elsewhere to get started? Well, as we well know that this is a very new technology to the United States, certainly more well-known in, in Europe, but I would say it would be kind of difficult for someone to just jump and It'd be quite the task to get started in the 3D printing business. You would almost have to reach out to different manufacturers like Black Buffalo and Kobod and explore a partnership with them. But short of that... It's tough for entry. Yeah. You got to have experience like you've had or some, we call it risk capital that allows you to take some risks and try things. Well, Craig, I was going to ask you one last question from me, which is, just where is this going? Where do you see the future of this heading? And then I know Catherine has a question she wanted to ask you as well. You know, again, it's also a common derogatory comment I get on my TikTok videos from some people say, well, you're stealing work from this person or 
this will never take place. It takes folks like visionaries to test it out. It's not easy. It's not a simple process. It's a brand new process, but it takes folks to do the work and test the different methods for it to become more commonplace. Will it ever take over wood frame construction? I would be doubtful. That's a huge industry that would be quite hard to replace altogether. But I do think the way that insulated concrete forms was met with the same negativity in its inception. People would said it would never happen and it took a while and it created its niche. And now it's more commonplace. And I feel like 3D printing will find that same spot in the industry. It, will it be for everybody? No, not everybody will like the type of finish. Some people love it. Some people hate it, but it's no different in any type of industry. You know, some people don't like brick homes. Some people love them. And that's why we've got all sorts of different construction methods. So, you know, there's certainly folks within the United States that are doing more, mostly out West with 3D printing, and I think they're making great strides to making it a more commonplace construction method. Very cool. You already answered some of the questions I was going to ask anyway. So I am going to just take us down to our last question of the episode. If people want to learn more about your experiences with concrete printing and your relationship with Habitat for Humanity, what's the best way that they can connect with you? Well, I've done quite a few TikTok videos. A good portion of the videos that, that I make on my TikTok is informational, explaining to commonplace people who know zero about it, here's how we do it. Here's how we put electrical in it. Here's how we reinforce it. My first ever video, I would say, went viral and now. I guess has been viewed about 3 million times since that. And it was the very first one that like, I woke up the next morning after posting that and my notifications were off the chart and they stayed off the chart for weeks. I went to bed as no followers and woke up with close to 5,000 followers. Well, now I feel so behind on TikTok. <laughs> I just used it to look at content. So now that you've completely teased us and you have viral content, what is your TikTok handle so that we can all go look it up and follow you? It would be at Meadows 3 Okay, that's what I'm doing right after this because I'm going to check it out and I'm going to show my husband all of this. Craig, it has been a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I also want to say, keep doing what you're doing, right? How incredible all of the ways that you are taking your experience, you're trying to get it out there, but you're trying to make it something that people can understand and people can learn from. We need more people who are trying to tell everybody how exciting this industry is and all the things that are happening. I'm not shy of sharing the knowledge that I've found ins and outs, the good things and bad things on my social media for sure. So I try to make it fun and I, I try to make it informational for everybody. And I appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me about this because I do enjoy pushing this industry forward. You are now our technology, our construction technology guru.
All right. I'll take Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for being here today. If you would like to chime in on the conversation, you can find us online at space2build.co. Yes, it's .co. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Space2Build. When you have a moment, do you mind leaving a review for this podcast? I read your reviews at the end of each episode, and I'm constantly looking for ways to improve. Any ideas to improve your experience will be more than welcomed. And remember, you belong here. There is so much space for you in our industry.